and you are listening to the Rock Student Ministry Podcast. For more information, you can visit www.fbcrockhill.org. Now a word from our high school and college pastor. Hey, welcome back to Proverbs 9-9 Podcast Ministry. This is Chris Howell, and today's special guest is Dr. Richard Ross. And for many of you listening, you, you may have no idea who that is other than hearing our pastor Steve Hogg talk about him and how much he loves uh, his Twitter account and but for myself, having been in student ministry for almost 22 years now, Dr. Ross has been one of those guys that whether it's at Conclave or another conference or a book or uh, his Twitter account has had a huge impact on student ministry and, and student pastors and uh, it, from the seminary where he teaches at to even the things he does outside of that. Uh, my initial contact with Dr. Ross was sitting at a Conclave in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where he introduced a D6 uh, small group material. Uh, listening to that, having been in the ministry for 16 years at the time, uh, it rocked my world because finally somebody understood the struggle of a youth pastor and trying to find material and uh, just the story behind that and what the other professors at the seminary were willing to do was amazing. And so, Dr. Ross, I appreciate you being with us today. Uh, and what we want to do is with the Parenting Matters Conference and you coming in on March the 28th, I would like to give our members and even those that are not a part of the body of First Baptist Church Rock Hill uh, that are coming an idea of what that day is going to look like. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you to do a, let you do your own self-introduction because you can do it much better than I can. And then if you would, just kind of walk us through what that day looks like. Chris, I will be glad to do that. What a privilege, what an honor that I get to come and be a part of your church with your families. Uh I won't say much about my life. I don't think that's particularly interesting, but I will say teenagers have been the sole focus of my life vocationally since I was 19 years of age. That's when I became a student pastor, had the privilege of being a student pastor for 30 straight years. In fact, I thought I would do that to retirement. I was just having such a wonderful time leading teenagers to look like Jesus and, and walking beside mom and dad and spiritually leading in their homes. But in the year 2000, God clearly said I was to come to Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas, and train the next generation of youth pastors. So that's what I've been doing since uh, that time, and it's been a wonderful thing. In my local church, I'm still very connected with the teenagers on a weekly basis, and I'm very connected with moms and dads that are leading uh, their own children and teenagers in their own homes. And by the grace of God, every Saturday, uh, I tend to get on an airplane and go somewhere primarily to focus on parents and families uh, in a church on Sunday. Across all of those decades, both uh, serving a, a particular church every week and also being in lots of churches, watching lots of parents, I have learned some lessons that I think I can communicate uh, on the weekend that we're together. Uh, in the Bible teaching hour, in that life group hour, we are going to bring together parents and probably a few grandparents to try to figure out what do mom and dad do so that students are most likely to walk in faith the rest of their lives. That is such a big deal. I, I don't think there's any parents that years from now want to call their adult children on a Sunday at 12.30 p.m. and figure out that they're waking up, they're, they're, they're 
adult children at 1230, I think moms and dads want to know that their kids are walking in faith and even leading those now grandchildren to walk in faith. So in that first hour, what we're really going to focus on is a heart connection between a parent and a child or a teenager. By that, I mean almost a pipeline, almost a connection between hearts. What we have figured out is it's the it's the warmth and nature of the relationship between a parent and a child that is the conduit through which spiritual influence can pass. So many parents will come to me after this session and they will say, Brother Richard, I just had forgotten that. I had forgotten how much hinges on the relationship and the nature of the relationship. So we're going to talk about how important that is, but I'm also going to give lots of very practical teaching, very practical illustrations on what do you do to keep that heart connection strong? What what about when you have to discipline? What about when kids have an attitude? What about when kids won't communicate with you? All kinds of situations that parents deal with, even while they're trying to build, build, build that heart connection. If mom and dad have a heart connection with their kids, typically their faith will become the faith of their children. Now in worship, we're going to turn the corner a little bit. Really what the focus of worship, is the, the sermon in worship is going to be is on the parent's heart, and, and I'm going to enable parents to ask themselves, what is going on in my heart? What's going on inside me spiritually that my children most need? It, it's almost like thinking through what kind of uh, inheritance am I going to leave for my kids? What, what do I have to, to leave them? So the issue is what's going on inside me, my walk with Jesus, my life in him that, that my children most need. And in, in essence, you could put that with the first hour and say, what is going on inside my heart that I could put in that pipe to send to the heart of my, ch- of my child? In the third session at noon, we're going to eat quickly, and then I'm not going to give a speech. Literally, I'm going to ask people to move their chairs, and parents and their children, teenagers, are going to sit knee-to-knee across from each other. Now, of course, the young people, they they kind of look at that and they go, oh, what is this? What's this going to be? I disarm the young people because we do things that are funny. We get lots of laughter going at the beginning. I'm continually saying, hey, parents, say this or tell this. Hey, young people, tell this, say this. And, And it's just warm things and we're laughing. We're enjoying being together. Families are enjoying being together. And then over the course of about 50 minutes, we just tend to go deeper, deeper. No psychobabble no say things that are embarrassing. We don't do anything like that. But I have learned, precisely learned, that if you say things back and forth between the two generations, it tends to open people up. I have had so many parents, including parents last Sunday afternoon, by the way, that walked up to me with tears still in their eyes saying, we never thought we could get that closeness back again. Uh, people say this all the time. Uh, parents and kids that are already in a great, warm relationship, they will walk out laughing, and they will say to me, Brother Richard, this was like the, the whipped cream on the on the dessert. This was just making the great better. But for families that are struggling, where relationships are a little strained, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, we're watching those just restored. We're watching parents and teenagers often embracing each other. 
uh, just thrilled that the closeness has returned. So it's a great thing. My wife, when she is along and she watches, she, she calls it holy ground. It is holy ground watching families enjoy and celebrate, and in some cases, restoring those heart connections. Well, all of that uh, is what's going to happen when we're together on a Sunday. And I think by the time people get home at 1.45 or 2 o'clock, they will say, this is one of the most important Sundays our family has had in a long time. So that's what I'm looking forward to, and that's what I'm praying toward. Amen. Well, Dr. Ross, I so appreciate you coming on and explaining that way better than I ever could have. And even in my inability to explain it uh, to the depth that you have, we have a lot of people excited about it as a staff. We've been praying for you and praying over you that uh, God would just use you in a mighty way and continue to do so for your safety uh, of getting here. Uh, And as a church, corporately, we'll begin that uh, prayer time this weekend, uh, Sunday during kind of our welcome uh, prayer time at the beginning of the service. And then next week, we're going to have just a a very pointed 20 minutes at the end of service, um, an old-fashioned altar call, if you will, uh, asking our church to open up their minds and their hearts and their ears to what God's going to have to say that weekend. And we truly believe as a staff that it could be the most impactful thing that First Baptist Rock Hill has ever done in the life of our church and in the life of our community. And, uh, and so we're super excited about you coming. I know it's a sacrifice with your family and your time because you're, you're a very busy man, um, but it also shows uh, the character of your heart and the ministry that your heart is so drawn to. So Dr. Ross, I, I so appreciate your time and I appreciate you uh, coming in and leading us that weekend. It's been a joy. Great to talk with you. Yes, sir.